0: Joining us now for the very latest and his very important reaction is the author of a great book called Get Trump. How appropriate is that given the news tonight? Uh, Joining us is great constitutional scholar Alan Dershowitz. Professor Dershowitz, your reaction again now that uh, you've been able to absorb a little bit of it because it's just coming in, obviously.
1: Well, I predicted it in Get Trump. I guess that's why uh, Mark Levin called me the Nostradamus of the legal profession, because I've made a lot of predictions in my book, Get Trump, and so far every one of them has come true. And I predict there'll be convictions, but they'll be reversed on appeal, because the theory and the strategy is for Democratic prosecutors to rush to get convictions before the election, try to impact the election, then they know they'll lose these cases on appeal. But by that time... The election will be over and the impact will no longer be important. So it's a total abuse of the constitutional system, the legal system, the rule of law. And every American should be very concerned about this. When you go after the man who's running for president against the current president, it better be the strongest case imaginable. And this is one weak case after the other. The weakest, obviously, the New York case, then the Washington, D.C. case, this case. Uh, the Florida case may be a little stronger, but it's not a it's not a serious case. It's a case you know, involving possession of classified material, which so many people have had so many current and past politicians. So, I, I, you know, I just don't think any of the four cases meets the standard that must be met when you're going to try to influence an election by indicting uh, the man running against the president. And by the way, I say indicting. It's the prosecutor who indicted here. What's the best proof of that? It was leaked to the website even before the jury voted, the grand jury voted. So the grand jury is just a rubber stamp. You shouldn't take seriously the fact that a grand jury indicted. No, it's the prosecutor who indicted.
0: And by the way, uh, Professor Dershowitz, also it's a grand jury in Georgia, and that's not necessarily favorable terrain for President Trump, nor is New York and nor is D.C., as you know.
1: Well, I think anywhere there's a grand jury, you're going to get an indictment. I've been doing this 60 years. I don't remember any case where a grand jury refused to accept uh, the demand of the prosecutor to indict. Remember, the grand jury only hears the prosecutor's side of the case. They don't hear the defense side of the case. You know, it's just one-sided. So, of course, you're going to get an indictment. So the presumption of innocence still applies. And I do think there are going to be reversals on appeal here.
0: But just as you brought up, Professor Dershowitz, that could be a long time coming until yeah. you know uh, the reversal. And just like you said, here it is. He is the leading candidate. We're like a week away from the first debate. The first debate is next week. Sure. The primary. Then, of course, uh, you know we heard the, the special counsel in the Jack Smith case. This is in the case about elections, the January sixth case. He's trying to get it started January second. Uh, you well, know that's. It. I mean, the come the on, the it's the crazy.
1: Third thing. I've done this again 60 years. I've never heard of a case with a complicated indictment, indicted in the summer and tried in the same winter. It's just unheard of. Usually it takes at least a year. I've seen cases that take two and three years while the defendant has been in prison. And they never rush a case like this in January. They want to have one case after the other. You know, the, the, the Washington case in January, the Florida case in May. New York will probably follow that, and then who knows when Fulton County would be. But they want to completely preoccupy Donald Trump and prevent him from running an effective campaign. Of course, it's backfired so far, and his numbers have gone up. As I've said over and over again, I demand my constitutional right to vote against Trump for the third time in a fair election, and you can have your constitutional right to vote for him, but no American should be denied their right to vote for or against a candidate Based on bureaucrats or based on prosecutors, based on judges or juries, that ought to be left up to the to the voters.
0: Professor Dershut, what does it mean in terms of his commitments? Um, Like, you know, this case, this is a state case. Uh, The New York one, obviously, is a state case. Then you got the two federal case with the ones by Jack Smith. Where are his commitments of when he has to appear in court? Um, And again, we don't even know all the details of this yet, but. What takes precedent? Obviously, the federal case, does he have to be in court every day if, if suddenly the judge says, yeah, January 2nd, even as extraordinary yeah. and crazy as that seems yeah. to you and I, would he have to be there every day?
1: Yeah. He has to be there every day. Wow. Um, and uh, it's not like a civil case where you can waive the right to be there. Generally, you have to be there. There can be some exceptions, but not for campaigning. The judge in the D.C. case has already said she's not going to take into account the campaign. He's just like any other defendant who has a job. And no, that's not the point. Defendants who have jobs, they have their own jobs. We're talking about the American people being denied their right to vote in a fair election and, 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 and being denied an election that doesn't have election interference. It may not be intended to be election interference, but the effect is certainly going to be election interference.
0: Yeah. And, and that's the question. Let me ask you, how is this? Different too with now that we're hearing that there's 10 indictments. I know when you and I spoke a little earlier tonight, um, we weren't sure to the extent of it. Now we're hearing it's 10 indictments. Um, you know, I was talking with one of the Trump attorneys a little earlier, Professor, and he was saying that signals to him 10 different individuals. Is that how you read it too for folks listening out there?
1: It's very likely that there are 10 individuals, but you can have an indictment that has multiple individuals. RICO indictments have multiple individuals. And you could have also people named as unindicted co-conspirators, terribly unfair to name somebody as an unindicted co-conspirator and then not give them the right to defend themselves and put pressure on them to flip or else he'll indict them. Uh, People are playing dirty pool here. It starts Friday with, or it didn't start, but it continued Friday, with uh, Garland appointing a man as special counsel who's ineligible. He's not permitted to be special counsel. You have to be from outside the government and yet it uh, uh, appears garland appears to have broken the law to have flouted the the regulations that he's bound by so you know nothing is going according to the rule of law in this entire series of cases and uh, and and I mean, I mean by that the Biden cases and the Trump cases they seem to be special special partisan justice and that's just not what the american people want and rita thank you so much for keeping up with all this you're you're a great commentator i have to leave now but um thank you professor I'm always happy to be on thank, thank you
0: me. we love having you on and we so appreciate it professor thank you very very much the great professor alan Durstrowitz.